Hello, hello. Welcome back to another case of mixtape and identity. My guest this week is Gillian Cosgrave. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the 50th episode of Mixtape and Identity, episode 50, with uh, Gillian Cosgrave, who is an actor, a writer, a performer, a singer, a comedian. I might have missed out one or two words there, but she's doing a lot in the creative industry. First things first, if you are listening to this episode the day of release or soon thereafter and you're in Melbourne, please go and check out Gillian at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I think she's a phenomenal talent, truly incredible. Michelle Brazier put me on to her um, when Michelle recorded her episode, I think it was the end of 2021, and I've been obsessed with Gillian's work ever since. She has a song called The Great Procrastinator, which I must sing to myself every other day for the last, what, year and a half. Um, So yeah, please go and check her out so I can live vicariously through you. In terms of the show, I had an awful lot of fun with the the playlist, Um, some incredible songs on here. Uh, some of the songs that like were a little bit of a throwback for me, some brand new ones, and yeah, I'll, we'll talk about it in the episode. But but some of these songs are heavy in rotation for me, uh, and an awful lot of fun. Um, if you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, just let you know that the playlist that we're going to talk through is available on Spotify. So the link is in the description, um, but you can also look up Mixtape and Identity on Spotify and follow along there, uh, and follow us on Instagram at Mixtape and Identity for any and all updates. Um, this is a great chat. Can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, we'll just jump right in. This is episode 50 of Mixed Even Identity with Gillian Cosco. So, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? Constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, all, all the time. I'm in like a big phase of it. I think I had a couple of podcast years there, but I, um, <laughs> I've really been very, very, very deeply back into music, particularly in the last year. Right. So, yeah, just just all the time, just in the house while I'm brushing my teeth, right? Um, in the car, everywhere. Fair enough. And when you're listening to music, are you trying to find new stuff or do you go back to old familiar? What's the general go to? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think probably about a 50 50 mix of both, okay. maybe like 60 40 on old stuff. Okay, I um, maybe in the last two years, I went like real nostalgia deep on stuff, I think, just with like okay, yeah everything happening in the world I was saying to a friend of mine the other day I think like particularly in 2020 I got really like I got really um nostalgic for like the songs that I would be sad to as a teenager because I think I was just like I'm just looking to recapture an uncomplicated sadness that's mostly just about like self-esteem and boys and not about the world literally ending and that would be nice so yeah I did a lot of that (laughs) wow okay that's very deep um (laughs) but I like it okay so what was the sad teenage song? What's like what's an Oh, what was I doing? I was doing a lot of um Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, I was doing a lot of the postal service. Yep. Um I had I used to have this friend when I did ballet, I had this friend Annika who was my friend from ballet. Mm-hmm. And she used to make me these mixed CDs and they were banging. Annika had great taste. Right. She was like fourteen or fifteen, but she should have been working for like I guess sub pop at the equivalent or whatever that that label is now. Okay. And um and she'd make me these mixed CDs and then we would put them on our family computer. So me and all my siblings would have like Annika mix one. And so there are songs even now that as adults we're like, remember that song from Annika's second mix <laughs> that had this in it? Wow. Just real tastemaker. Good. That's iconic. I like it. Yeah. Alrighty. And are you are you typically into is it playlists that you go through or um do you go for albums or 
are you normally consuming? I've been really trying to do like full albums start yeah. to finish lately just because I, I really miss that. I miss that mm. I would know like I would have CDs in my car and I would know track by track or I would like buy a new album and listen to the whole thing and then come in and see my friend who had just bought it and the two of us would be like, okay, count of three, one, two, three, track 11. I know. <laughs> um, just... Nice. I really, yeah, I really loved that. Like, I, I do miss the like holdability of music. Mm, sure. um, yeah, I miss that. But I think probably a lot of playlists now. Right. Um, yeah, I have a, a friend in particular who she's like a a quiz that she'll get you to do about like how you're feeling and like what you're looking for in your playlist and this whole like quiz and then she'll curate an entire playlist based on all of these answers and wow, they're great. Yeah, she really loves doing it. They're really top notch. Amazing. You got, yeah. you got some great great friends for getting like i know it's astounding to me so good <laughs> I'll, I'll need to reach out to them actually because yeah yeah that's, she's that's my that's she's that. the anagram of my 30s i've never thought about this but i guess <laughs> Manali really is yeah absolutely all right perfect um okay well look we'll, we'll we'll jump into into your playlist then so song one is the song that you fell in love with straight away so you went for lippy kids by elbow yeah I don't think I had heard any elbow and I know exactly where I was the first time I heard it I was in my sister's car I was sitting on Nicholson Street at the corner of the lights of Johnstone's traffic it was warm my windows were down I had the radio on um Triple J which is like Australia's youth station yeah um and and then like announcer just introed it and it started and it has this note, I think it's a D that repeats for the entire song. It mm. just plays like almost like a drone. Well, not a drone throughout because it's going ding, 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 ding. Yes. Um, that's not a D for anyone from Perfect Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's real close. It's Relative pitch. Yeah, it's really important <laughs> for all the nerds out there being like, wow, I guess she's really not that musical. Um, because <laughs> I think people listen to your podcast to throw shade at the artist. Yeah, that's um, that's the whole vibe. Yeah, <laughs> the primary reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it started. It just came on the radio, and I was just like, it was like being in a film clip. Like the whole world, I was just like, what is happening? And a guy like one or two cars over from me had the same radio station on, and it was the first time they had played it. And there was something wrong with the lights, so we sat at these lights for this entire song. Wow. And. It was just like my whole life just stopped. I was like, what's happening? And I could bear, like, I wasn't sure what the actual words were mm. in the chorus. He's saying, build a rocket, boys. And I thought it was builder occupied, and I was still very moved. <laughs> I was like, God, this builder, he's really busy. He's doing everything he can. <laughs> builder occupied. Yeah. Um, and it finished, and there was, like, a tiny silence mm. before the announcer was like, Okay, and um, and that's the new one from Elbow. Like it was just, and I looked at this guy in the other car, and he kind of looked at me, and we were both just like, "Fucking yeah, man!" Mm. Maybe I'm like remembering it, romanticizing it wildly as this beautiful, perfect moment, and maybe I was like hot and cross to be in traffic, but yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. And um, years later, I've just finished this job, and I'm sure I'll talk about it again. But I was in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is this, the big play of the Harry Potter books, yeah. for three and a half years and um and we came in early to our um rehearsal process we had this like boot camp where they basically like whip us into shape and um at the end of like you would do like crazy like workout bizzo burpees and all this shenanigans and then there would be kind of a dance component and now um the guy that would take that is a beautiful fan named neil bettles 
and he put on lippy kids and I was like, <gasps> and we just learned this kind of like dance movement thing. And it's like a trance. And so we would do it quite often at work. Like we would do it on the stage in our warm up, and hmm. it's really beautiful. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Like if you sit in the car, listen to, um, listen to the radio, it's, it's not the type of song you typically expect from, you know, a commercial radio station. Cause it, no uh, it, it is it, like it's it's music that i was really into when um when it when it came out um mm. and I, I didn't listen to the radio much um but yeah it, it is just it it's so epic like there's it, it's absolutely it's soaring and i i completely yeah. get what you mean about like by being caught up in the emotion of the song without even knowing what's going on in it like builder occupied that's really funny but like i can see why like the the music itself would just take you to that place where you like it, you just start failing something it's yeah it yeah yeah it's hard to describe but it's 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 incredible i really, really like it yeah cause, and because it has that pulse too but the time in it sort of slips like a couple of times yeah so it feels like you're mostly in like three and one which is like one of my favorite time signature feels where you have right. that kind of bum, bum, ba, da, da, da. Mm. it's so nice but then you get little gaps too where you're like wait what like you it yeah. just really lulls you yeah it's yeah it's gorgeous i love it definitely yeah um yeah i always like i i, I like I, I really like bands like that and i really like the music like that where it feels like the i, I don't know if maybe if, if this is like I, I, feel, I feel like i use this analogy quite a lot and I, I don't know if it lands with anyone so you can tell me if it makes sense to you but i feel like the <laughs> the songs are almost sculpted in a way to it's 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 like the songs are created to make you feel something it's 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 about the emotion that the music itself makes you feel rather than you know a, a standard writing process of finding like a, a a chord progression or a you know a, um a melody that that works it feels like it feels like it's sculpted like put together do you know do you know what i mean by that yes Does i know exactly what you mean right. yeah yeah, it's like impressionism where you're like yeah. you stand back and you're like it's just like a beautiful wash sometimes yes. and you're yeah. like it's really yeah. It's giving water lilies, but I don't quite know why, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's an amazing thing. And it's very different to how like I write songs or how, you know, a lot of the music that I love feels as well because yeah. I love like I love a great lyric and I think there's probably like a range in this list of that kind of shape and feeling. But yeah, it is it is it's like a a mood or like a Yeah. Yeah, it's almost filmic in places too, which I really Definitely. I think is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. I'm glad that landed with you because sometimes I say that and I think it, it, it must feel like nonsense. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> kid. Um, okay, song two then is a song that took you a while. So you've gone for How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly. Yeah. Paul Kelly in general took me ages. My um, My dad got this Paul Kelly album when I was a teenager and he just loved it right he loved it so much and i feel still some guilt over this that i hated it i was like (laughs) i hate this man i hate this voice i hate these songs yeah i would hide the cd sometimes oh i'd put other cds in the case okay i would take it he had one of those like cars with like a six cd stacker in the boot where you had to put you know like your cds in before you left before you go driving yeah yeah yeah. so sometimes i'd get in and i'd be like god damn it i forgot to get paul kelly out of the boot (laughs) (laughs) no um, or sometimes we'd go driving and he'd be like, God damn it, she got Paul Kelly out of the boot and now it's too late. 
I just like I could not understand like this man or this sound or these stories. Yeah. And as I got older, that really changed, um, obviously. And particularly this song is just like, you know, I think it's like an unofficial Christmas an- Christmas anthem. God, that's hard to say. <laughs> Christmas anthem. I'm fine to drive. Um, uh, for for a lot of people, but particularly Australians. And it's just like a, a few years ago, I, I bought my dad for Christmas Paul Kelly's book, which is like he basically put a hundred of his songs. I think I'm remembering correctly. A hundred of his songs in order from A to Z. Right. And he did this show where he would play 25 songs each night. So you'd get A to whatever letter. Okay. And you'd get like J to M. Um, and then he released them in a book. And it was like the lyrics in the book. And then each song he kind of would do like a breakdown of how that song was written or like what type of song it was or, you know, what he was thinking about or just sometimes like poetry that inspired it. It was just like this beautiful tome um, that I was like, I didn't, you know, like I write songs, but I don't always think about what that means. Or certainly at that time in my life, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, actually, what kinds of songs are there? And um, reading about this song in particular and just like really looking at it as like a beautiful story song that just immediately gives you like, I'm from a music theater background, evidently. And just a song that that is like a still a contemporary song, but that gives you like characters and place and story and just like breaks your heart is such an incredible thing to do in just, yeah. you know, with a guitar and a handful of chords and one guy singing. It's just an amazing thing. Yeah. 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 So this is the the second time the song's been on, on the show. So I've, I've mm-hmm. come across this before and it was actually, it was, a, it was around a uh, Christmas episode. So um, Sammy Peterson from confessions oh i love sam peterson oh that makes me so happy Uh, yeah he he picked this and he he talked about um yeah he 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 talked about this song and i said to him at the time it 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 has surprised me how how much people buy into this song from a purely cynical point of view because i feel Mm. like this would be a very easy song to either enjoy ironically or um just make fun of um, but I, the, I, I don't know I, I think it's the fact that everyone else buys into it makes me buy into it really hard like it's, it's I think that's exactly what it is it's an unironic like people absolutely love this in Australia like completely unironically and I think the people that buy into it and they buy into the story and the mechanics of it and, and, and just everything around it no one makes fun of it no one is like picking apart lyrics or anything like that Um yeah it just it just makes me buy in and and now i love this song and yeah great probably would have taken me by surprise if i'm honest but um but yeah there's just something about like there's just about the the the, like enthusiasm that people have for it and for paul kelly and like the love that people have for him that just like it's a little bit infectious you know yeah i'm always i'm really fascinated by the fact that like uh nations have like people and songs that they're like this is us yeah (laughs) this means something to us and how wild it is when you're in another country and you hear a song that you have never heard before in your life that just like destroys a dance floor like right when i would go and do edinburgh fringe and sometimes you know some dj would chuck on like you're the voice and just australians would just like come out of the woodwork (laughs) and like brits and scots would just be looking at you being like i've never heard this song in my life even at like a minor level in a way that was really creepy. One Edinburgh, um, my brother was DJing one night and he put on this song and 
everyone came to the dance floor, all of the people from the UK and Europe, and did this entire like choreographed dance. And I was like, what is happening? I have never heard this song. How do you all know this? It was the cha-cha slide. It just never oh, made it okay. here. It right. just, you don't you have, have it. You have the cha-cha slide? No, oh, not at all. But then also found out we're the only country that does the nutbush dance. No one else does the dance that we do to the nutbush. I don't know what that is. See? Wild to me. that I'd be like, <laughs> the nutbush? Okay. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that- so this, like, and Paul Kelly is very much this, like, yeah. Wait, have you just remembered what the dance is? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we're just going to say Paul Kelly's the cha-cha slide of Australia. Paul Kelly is truly, how to make Grammy is the cha-cha slide of Australian music. And I've always said that. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard you say that. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Do you know, the, the idea of someone watching an entire crowd do the cha-cha slide and not know what's going on is so Can funny. Can you imagine? That's so it funny. It was I was like, alternate reality, they've flipped the switch, everyone else's chips have activated, like, what is happening? And not just, like, a dance that I didn't know, yeah. and but also a song that I had never heard. Yeah, yeah. And that song, too, just to be like, what's this? Yeah. What have we done here? Yeah, you know, it's like, all, all instructions. Yeah. Slide yeah. I mean, I could yeah. just as easily have put the cha-cha slide in at number two, let's be honest. <laughs> It's just a song that's still taking me a while because it's just so much to process here. Yeah, yeah. That That's a song that I've never really considered how strange it would be to an outsider. Like, it's just... Yeah. I think I was young enough to just accept it as, like, this is just a song that people sing. Yep. But yeah, it's a, it is... Yeah, it's a weird 90s But, like, each generation... <laughs> and maybe the equivalent now is, like, less because you're kind of spread across so many things on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I can remember the first time I was at, like, I don't know, some family church thing and seeing all the mums and dads get up and do the bus stop and being like, what's this now? <laughs> like, what have you, you all do this? When? I've never heard you listen to this. I've never seen this dance. Right. So you do get like weird generational, like, I'm sure it would be like the way that I would run to do five, six, seven, eight by steps. Right, sure. Like nobody's business. Yeah. That I'm sure friends I have that are like 10 years younger are like, what, why, <laughs> it's about a cowboy? What do you mean? This is so yeah. silly. It's about a cowboy, but it's not really. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. And he's driving her crazy. Is yeah. it? Is it a good relationship? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> wow. Oh god. Okay, great. Uh, but how to make gravy? I was going to say yeah. So that's, that's Paul Kelly <laughs> summarized. <laughs> Nailed. Just like he's never been summarized um, before with yeah. so many powerful cultural references. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, perfect. Song three is a song mm. from your introduction to music. So you went for I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, it's dark, isn't it? Mm. I, um, when I was little, I started piano lessons when I was about five. And so on Thursdays, my mum would pick us all up from school, uh, me and uh, three of my siblings, and then drive us across town in peak hour traffic to queue for my piano lesson. And she'd right. always have the radio on, Golden Oldies. And this song would come on at like the same time in our drive every week. And I was just obsessed at first with like the weird um, uh, serendipity maybe of that, whatever the word is, the word that means like things align. I can't remember what it is. Synchronicity, maybe. Anyway, spookiness. Yeah. Sure. And I would just be like, but mom, like 
this was on when we were near the pool last week. Isn't that crazy? And now I just know it's like lazy programming. Um, <laughs> but I just loved it because it's got so much piano in it. It's got that sick gliss at the start. And I, until I was about eight, I was like, that's my favorite song, which is, can you imagine meeting a teeny tiny five to eight year old being like, my favorite song is I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats, famously about a high school massacre. <laughs> Horrifying. I didn't know. I didn't know till I was a teenager. I just really liked it. And I was like, yeah, Mondays do suck. I'm five and I know Mondays are the worst. They're the piss. Oh, wow. I don't think I knew that was about a high school massacre. Yeah, the whole thing. And um, Bob Geldof afterwards has talked about being like a bit regretful of like writing it and the success because he felt like he made this, this teenage girl um, who committed this massacre in, I think, Cleveland. Right. Um, and he was like, I felt like it made her famous and I, that's not what I wanted um, but yeah that's the whole song wow. that's what it's all about because she I think when they interviewed her afterwards and they were like why did you do it interviewed her put her on trial it's the same yeah <laughs> I'm going to interview for my parking tickets coming up I'm pretty excited <laughs> um, she was they were like why did you do it and she literally was like I don't like Mondays I just thought it'd make the day more interesting Jesus it's like yeah there's all this like kooky weird stuff in and around it it has some weird connection to um steve jobs too that's why the first lyric is like the silicon chip inside her head it switched to overload right okay i can't like there's sort of like weird like cultural connections in it but yeah i just liked it because it's like a bang and pop song with piano in it it's got a lot of big feelings yeah yeah well, great chorus it's rocked me a bit yeah um it's funny because what i was thinking about with this song is that um, a friend of mine actually said to to me recently that he was in a band in school and they were practicing this song for a concert and they were told you can't play this because it's anti-school and i mean in more ways than one uh, yeah so that was that was his story and now i'm thinking did did they maybe just tell them it was anti-school but actually they were like you can't sing a song about a high school massacre in a high school yeah inappropriate yeah yeah that's probably yeah that's probably what did it wow okay These yeah each song so far is taking a, just a, a very strange turn um yeah conversation but um so <laughs> we're trying to wrestle it back um yeah so i fun pop song like if we remove the context it is yes absolutely song. yeah all right yeah okay. I think we said Yeah, it's that. a tune. It slaps. <laughs> it is good. It is good. All right. Uh, song four is a song that makes you happy. So you went for This Feeling by Alabama Shakes. Yeah, I moved this back and forward from makes me happy and makes me sad. I moved it a oh, okay. hundred times. Wow. I could not decide, but ultimately I think it makes me happy. Okay. It's... um. It plays at the very end of season two of Fleabag. Yes, she's a middle-class woman in her 30s. <laughs> um, and... Oh, I just love it. It's just that like hungover or like maybe still drunk walking home at like 5am or like crawling into your bed after like a good, just being like, huh, mm. that was great. Everything's okay. I'm going to be okay. You know, like after a good night or even a bad night, I think that's why I put it in happy, sad, right. but it's still like a, a really good, um, a good full stop on a great time. And that's mm. why I love it. Okay. Yeah, just as like a perfect closing credits for me. I'm like, oh, sure. enough, perfect, great. Okay, so there's like yeah. a like a comfort, like a safety element to it, then. Yeah, I think so. Like it has that really chill kind of tempo, and 
um, Brittany Howard's voice is just like this just magical thing. Like mm. I just could not work out kind of what it was for so long. Yeah. Um, I listened to a lot of Alabama shakes um, in the, in through lockdowns and um, yeah, there's just something about it. that's just like, just really like settles into yourself. I don't know. Mm. It's a bit like lippy kids in that feeling of just like a wash where you're just like, yep. Like everything's all right. Things are going to be fine. Yeah. This feels really nice. It's like a being in a, getting into a bath or something. Yeah, it's a very cozy song. There's like a almost like a crackling fire kind of feeling to listening to it. There's yeah, there's like I think comfort's a good word for it, yeah. Yeah, crackling fire is a good like a, like embers. Mm. Like mm. anything that's like the tiniest bit of whiskey left in a glass, mm. you know, like three chips left in a bowl. There's never three chips left in the bowl at my house. <laughs> but you know, like just that like end of a good party kind of feeling right. yeah that's why i love it so much yeah absolutely okay and do you still like when you when you listen to it now do you, are you still thinking of fleabag or i think so yeah i do think that is in my head because it's such a like that show and the writing of that show is just mind-boggling to me it's just so like efficient and beautiful and particularly that second season which is this kind of like heartbreaking love story and Hmm. the way that it the way that the whole thing ends and that it take you know you get this song and no i don't think these are like horrible spoilers but if you're watching (laughs) playback um maybe skip 10 seconds but just that she has that moment where she's like kind of like not enough now like yeah next phase like moving on yeah it's just a really nice feeling yeah yeah i know i've i i i think i probably feel similar to the ending of Fleabag to the way you're describing how you feel about this song in that you know it's it, it there's happy and sad elements to it like it is like it's 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 very positive in the sense that she's moving on it's very sad that there's like a finality to it um but yeah the, like the, the song does really lend itself to that scene and that feeling very well yeah I think it's also just that feeling of like I think the first lyric is um, I just kept hoping the way would become clear. Mm. And there's a really nice kind of, like, there's, like, a nice letting go of being, like, there's not satisfaction. Like, there's no magical moment is coming. Like, right. just, like, keep on keeping on. When you feel good, enjoy it. But don't think that you're getting to some, like, perfect time, perfect right. job, perfect relationship. Like, yeah. just kind of ride what feels good and enjoy that. This too shall pass, it's, yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah okay so song five is a song that makes you sad so you went for funeral singers by uh sylvanesso yeah sylvanesso yeah and i think it's with um this is with collections of colonies of bees as well i did i didn't know it was a um a collab um i love this song i love sylvanesso i listened to so much sylvanesso all through the pandemic um one of my most like depressing fun memories is like going to get a um i know also i know no one wants to talk about the pandemic i don't want to talk about it it's, it's just the thing that happened in the last it's a cultural years. touch point it's fine yeah but like no one don't touch it put on gloves <laughs> if you're gonna touch it disgusting but i remember going to get a um a pcr test like the old swab at like during like a peak cases time for us and going to like there's a place just down the road from me and just standing in this car park for like I don't know, maybe an hour, Mm. like this huge queue of people and queues of cars 
and I put on Sylvanesso's live concert album. I listen. I don't know if you did this, but I listened to like a really enjoyed listening to like live albums mm. in the time where there was no live music, just to be like, that's right, that's what a crowd sounds like. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Like I did this one. I did um, Elbows live at Jodrell Bank. I listened to a lot of times just to be like, yeah, people together. Remember, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. crying, crying, <laughs> and. Um, I listened to the entire live album and I just like danced it out until somebody stuck a cotton swallow up my nose. But Funeral Singers just absolutely broke my heart in this time. I loved it. We had um we had a curfew in Melbourne in our um, first and second lockdowns, and I lived kind of on a main road in an apartment, and um and so it just meant that at like nine o'clock, and I mean not that there were many cars out anyway, mm-hmm. but nine o'clock like everything would just feel like the end of the world every night, like just like there yeah. was no one else there. Yeah. A friend of mine was living by herself at the time and she said that one night she woke up at like three and she was like, I'm the only person left in the world. And she had this panic attack and she's like, I'm the only person left in the world. And she's like, if I can see one other person, I'll be able to go back to sleep. And she went and stood on her balcony. She stood out there for like nearly an hour. And she's like, I didn't see a car. I didn't see anyone. And I was like, that's it. It's just you, baby. What do you want to do? Anyway, Funeral Singers has this lyric in it that destroys me, which... um, I felt particularly as like someone who works in the arts who everyone I know lost their job at the same time. And it's um, all my friends are keeping time. All my friends have just quit trying. Oh, okay. (laughs) Murdered me. Murder, death every time. But I just kept listening to it because I was like, (laughs) well, I feel sad, so I'll lean in. Um, I just love it. I love all their stuff. It's so like dancey, kind of happy, sad and... Mm. And this is no exception, you know, like it has this beautiful pulse all the way through it and it's weird and I love it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um I yeah, I get what you I, I get it now in terms of the the lyrics and why that would um yeah, why that would have an impact on you. Um yeah, 'cause 'cause I was listening to this thinking like this is quite it's quite a pretty song, it's quite a nice song. I didn't feel you know, there's some some songs in this category where I listen to them and I'm like, oh god, right, yeah, we're gonna feel something now. Um, this was a um, I don't know, a little bit more upbeat for me. So it was um, uh, yeah, it was like it was it's quite a quite a nice song. I felt um, but it was really really beautiful. I really really liked it. Yeah, yeah, they just make cool stuff. Mm. I also like. I mean, we're not talking about it specifically, but like the experience of singing at funerals is so weird it is Mm. such a like a unique and strange human experience where like you know i'd rather sing at weddings which i've done more of sure but i have had to sing at some funerals and it sometimes you sing at a funeral of someone you don't know Mm. and you're there and you're like i have to sing i'm doing my job i'm sad because i have empathy i'm not a psychopath (laughs) but i also don't know this person or these people so i probably can't afford to be like like too emotion yeah and i think that's like just a really interesting kind of you know the shape of it as well for me is like mm. a layer that's on there where I had to sing at my nan's funeral and that was like kind of weird to be like I would have been maybe 20 and just being like no no you're at work now like this is you have to do this you have to get through like the oh, mass wow, yeah. and that was it, it's just a real weird thing yeah definitely so I don't know anyway funerals I guess okay alright song six is a song to relax to so your song is Signs by Ultrafine. Yeah. Um, Ultrafine is the band of my friend Manali, who is my current playlist curator. And oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, she has impeccable taste. 
And um, Manali and I were in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child together. So we shared a dressing room for a year and a half. No, two years. Ages. We spent more time together than we did with our own families. And um, and she would like create these um these great playlists for the dressing room because you're like it's like having a roommate. Like you're in there just for hours on end. I can't right. stress enough how much time you spend together. And um and what was really cool is like that job can be really hard and you know you're doing like the same show every day and so she um it's really cute she started dating this guy she had broken up with something this is probably a lot of Manali's personal life anyway she started dating this guy that she really liked and he's like an amazing musician and then they started making music together right and then they made this song and I just love it it's just so like chill it's so funky it's got so many like cute little elements in it like musical kind of little easter eggs hmm. um and it's just a vibe. I love it. Like, it's so nice. I put it in playlists all the time and then I'll be at a party and I'll be like, what is this? And I'm like, that's my friend. It's just really nice when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Uh, well, one more for the list then. I love this. I, I absolutely love this song. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really connected with this style of music now. Like, I... Um, my sort of my musical taste was very much like rock and roll like just bands um mm-hmm. and recently started getting into like uh massively into pop music now massively into like funky stuff that just more interesting music musical components um yeah this this is such a great song and and i had no idea that this wasn't like a really really popular song if i'm honest i thought yes. this was just like um yeah i thought this was just a uh, a, a very popular song that had uh, passed me by somehow um, yeah it's unbelievable I absolutely love it that's so nice yeah amazing um, yeah it's a tune yeah it has that kind of like Wolfpack kind of Corey yeah. Wong like vibes as well in it which is Definitely. a lot of stuff that I'm listening to at the moment as well and it's um, yeah I think it's like Trev playing all the horns he's playing everything that's on it mm. um, and now he's playing lots of keys and they made like kooky little video clips too and they're just really sweet it's really yeah, nice. it's brilliant yeah Thank yeah you. there's another song i um i came across recently which was um i say came across someone they put it on a playlist that's that's the only way i find music <laughs> um <laughs> it was uh miracle by kimbra um i love kimbra god i love her so much uh so yeah the, the listen to this was like oh great i've got another another kimbra i've got another like uh like another song for this list of like incredibly fun funky songs um yeah so yeah i brilliant so in terms of the song to relax to was the was that just was just your way of shoehorning it into a playlist or was the was no the relaxing no it really it? wasn't yeah <laughs> just that, i'm getting kickbacks so <laughs> um Kid. up and coming independent artists can really afford to splash the cash on um yeah sure yeah, on yeah. um G grade celebrities <laughs> <laughs> on podcasts promoting on obscure um, Irish music podcasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a big, big listing, big audience. industry, and, um, yeah. huge. Yeah, and um, big, <laughs> if you can get in with big Irish, you're in <laughs> big Irish pod. That's what they call um, it. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I keep asking them not to. <laughs> um, no, I just, I kind of, um. Uh, I just have like a, a chill playlist. Like I make playlists for like every mood and every feeling. Right. Um, and every year. And I looked back through my 2022, 21, 20, a year, 
I mean, let's be honest, the 2020s are all one amorphous blob of what the hell is happening. Yes. And um, no, I, I really didn't. I picked it and I was like, oh yeah, that's a tune. And then I was like, oh, and it's Manali. Like sometimes I forget. Right. So yeah, yeah. it just is like a, it's like to, for me, a song to relax to, like I could absolutely have gone like classical route. I'm in the bath. It's Johan Johansson. It's the theory of everything soundtrack. You know, like that's also very much a relaxed vibe. But sure. this is a nice relaxed vibe that to me is like mates are coming over or, you know, like you're cooking or like you're just like mm. you're getting ready for something or, you know, that's a really nice um, mode. And that's what this song is for. I love it for that. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Um. Okay. Song seven is a song from your preteen years. So you go for Heaven on Their Minds from uh jesus christ superstar yes yes i have the year that i was 11 i got the cassette tape of jesus christ superstar the recording from the movie and i listened to nothing else for six entire months (laughs) Um, i just was completely and absolutely obsessed in every way with every single piece of this show Mm. every voice just the whole sound bonkers to me i just yeah it just blew my tiny little mind (laughs) and um and i love it every year at like easter me and my sister will try and listen to the whole thing Mm. um and um it's just banging you know like i know people want to throw a lot of shade at andrew lloyd webber but like imagine if this if this had come out and you had been listening to like Rogers and Hammerstein and you know even like your son times and I don't know how much of a musical theater vibe you are but very little but but then to have this come out as like kind of one of the I mean of course you had like Tommy you had all these other kind of rock musicals but this just like to me leaves them all in the dust it's just crazy it's so good <laughs> just like and in the movie like when he sings this he's just like standing in the desert and he's sweaty and he's wearing this red 70s jumpsuit and he's just like mad and it's just it's so great like i was raised like pretty catholic pretty heavily catholic mm-hmm. and um uh you know every year we would get like they would show us this like video of like the passion of the christ on good friday and i like i explained that to someone the other day who's not religious or didn't grow up that way mm. and they're like when did you start watching this and i was like yeah i was like five and they would play us this and i would cry every good friday when jesus died <laughs> um, oh i'm an atheist now i'm okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know like there is stuff that you're like wow like i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons but like i could see a man get nails through his hands okay oh, let's yeah. discuss yeah yeah but jesus christ superstar was like my edgy break from that i was like yeah man but actually like jesus is actually like this is cool and it's like crazy and maybe judas has some good opinions (laughs) (laughs) when i look back at the story now i'm like judas is just like he's just trying to manage the image Mm. you know yeah yeah. really was just like hey i feel like things are getting out of hand Mm. maybe we need to reel this in you're pissing some people off is this helping us get our message to the people who need it yeah it's kind of relatable yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely. If there is a hell, I'm going to it. <laughs> oh no! Oh well, it'd be warmer than here. Yeah, I'm definitely here. Um, so was this? Is this like the first exposure you had to like musical theater? Then was this the the thing that got you into it? Or no? Okay, no, no. But it's like so when, the when first. Did, like, like, so you said eleven for this, right? Yeah. Okay, so like, how how 
early were you getting into musical theater then the womb okay it was in- <laughs> i think i mean my my parents would go and like see shows not all the time i know they went to see like phantom of the opera and they came home with the program and the program was so glossy and mm. i was just like what's this like it would be like they'd get dressed up and we'd have a babysitter and my mum would put on this perfume beautiful by estee lauder and and they would go out and then they would come back and they'd have this program and I get to look at the photos. And we had the double cassette of um, Phantom of the Opera and Les Miserables. And on like long car trips, like we would, when we were really little, my parents might drive to Adelaide with us, which is like a six hour drive from Melbourne. Right. And we would just listen to Les Mis, like start to finish on the drive. I think I just really liked the idea that it was like, you know, in the way that kids like books on tape or things like that, or mm-hmm. it's just stories and songs together. Like it's just a very human instinct to really yeah, sure. um, latch onto that. Like in Les Miserables, there's like a whole song where like all the, um, I mean, I guess I should call them, um, I'll call them sex workers now, but in the show, you certainly call them prostitutes. Yep, yep. In Les Mis, I'm singing like lovely ladies and it's about like, come and get it boys. Sure. And I was like five and I was like, these ladies sound so nice. <laughs> like lovely ladies waiting in the dark. Wow. I guess people work at all different times of day. <laughs> I just loved it right. so much. Like just kind of stories and songs and we just had a piano in the house growing up and so but this like really blew my mind. This just leveled stuff up. Like it was just so okay. cool. It wasn't cool at all, but it was very cool to me. No, no, I get it. That's, that that makes sense. So this yeah. was like a, a bit of a shock to the system even within the musical theatre background then yes very much that cool okay I like that great um okay song 8 then is a cover so you went for uh Blood um by Gang of Youths yeah Gang of Youths covering the Middle East mm. do you know this song the original or the cover uh well I, I know the cover I, I listen I listen to all the songs oh yes no you work for a Hartfield podcast but I <laughs> and have you have you actually done anything no I know you have um I so the Middle East and I might be wildly wrong here but as far as I know just released this one EP or maybe two EPs right and um they're from uh North Queensland and I love the original song hmm. um so much I think it's beautiful and in um and in Australia our kind of like indie radio stations called Triple J and Triple J has a segment on Fridays called Like a Version, where an artist comes in. Probably people have told me about this before, I'm sure, especially for this question. Yeah. People come in and cover another artist. And uh, I love covers. Like, I had a lot of options for this um, this number that okay. I was like, ooh, I must choose a favorite baby. And um, and it's this one because Gang of Youths are smoking hot. They're so good. Um, the lead singer, like the way that he's he'll sit songs really low in his range and then jump up, is just so exciting and so simple, really. Mm. Um, and when they covered this, they did it with a full orchestra. And I, this song destroys me anyway. This song is in the um, closing credits of Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Which is a rom com with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, and Julianne Moore and Kevin Bacon, what a cast. Um, and um, I. I, I just wasn't expecting to hear it at the end of that movie. And it was like a very sweet rom-com anyway. And it, I cried. And then I was like, oh no, Gang of Youths have covered blood. Oh no. Oh no, with an orchestra. Oh dear. I, I, I was like, I must not w- listen to this anywhere in public. I must go and sit quietly in a room. Wow. Okay. And um, it reminds me of my siblings too. And it's just beautiful. And, it, you know, a bit like 
it, it just really builds this kind of it has this like kind of um climbing feeling like yeah. even the middle east version which is quite simple you have this i think it's a xylophone doing and that it just kind of it's like one of those optical illusions where it feels like a spiral is going up and up and you're like no it's sort of staying in the same space but it just feels like it's like yeah expanding and and with the orchestra the way that they like add things and take things away just like gives this song like just like fucking technicolor i love it yeah yeah beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous try that again you're fine to drive (laughs) it's absolutely gorgeous i yeah i absolutely love this um and yeah, I'm like I'm so jealous because yeah, uh, yes, I have talked about like a version in Triple J quite a bit um, with uh, with other Australians, and we we our equivalent in the UK is um, uh, Radio One and uh, mm-hmm. Live Lounge, which is kind of iconic. But like when that started, they're they're more towards the sort of like a version stuff now. But when that started, it was very much like um, stripped back covers. So you basically had like, I mean, it was just a lot of like male based, uh, you know, indie rock bands doing acoustic covers of, you know, pop songs. And mm-hmm. they were all shit. Um, yep. So um, like, I'm, I am quite jealous of, like, of a radio station that like has so many incredible covers like i've found so many amazing stuff uh so much amazing stuff from uh like a version um this i would say is i think you've chosen well this would be right up there for me as one of my favorites from from doing the show i think it's stunning it's absolutely stunning yes did you know gang of youth already no i didn't oh man go deep into the catalog okay you'll it's oh perfect magnolia like just just beautiful stuff that feels i think also intrinsically australian for a lot of us it's just like it's just exciting mm. it's just really really cool it's just got the most amazing voice and the songs are great yeah yeah like if this if this is an indication then 100 percent, i'm in on board um Dreams. yeah perfect okay great song nine is a song that you would sing at karaoke so you went for just a girl by no doubt I did. I have two karaoke songs. It's this or it's um, the Emmy Winehouse version of Valerie. Okay. Um, I know that at karaoke, I know you're supposed to go like bigger, but I just like singing something. Like if I'm at karaoke with, oh, this is going to make me sound like such a jerk. It's fine. People should know. But if you are an actual singer at karaoke, it's a very different experience than if you are an enthusiast and you love and adore it like I went to a wedding a few weeks ago where they had karaoke and like the bride and groom sang Love Shack and it was just like beautiful joyful noise from everyone else like this is what karaoke is you go to karaoke with like music theater people and singers and it just gets weird it gets like it can be really celebratory but it's also like people are adding harmonies that you're like I don't need that harmony in there you know like sometimes it's giving James Corden in like carpool karaoke where you're like stop it don't um but this I just love it. I think it's like a no doubt song that people don't always um, remember straight away. And it's just has like this great bass line and it just slaps. It kicks off. I'm very much behind the message of it. Mm. Um, it's kind of cutesy. Like it has like fun, like a song. I like a song that has like a little game in it, you know, like we've got like a little vibe. Like when she's like, oh, I've had it up to 
here mm. and then it sort of escalates each time that's fun to do right um yeah it's a tune it's easy to sing i can sing it if i'm off my face i can sing it <laughs> if i'm stone cold sober and that's a song find yourself a song that can do both honestly yeah it's hard to come by yeah absolutely all right yeah i love it excellent yeah like uh, this is um is one thing i like about doing this is that is is getting the different uh strategic takes on on karaoke and yeah i've had a few singers on um like insufferable like, people it's <laughs> just about to name them i can't name them and you immediately follow up with insufferable people michelle well, brazier. i was just One about to say michelle brazier and you're like insufferable yeah um <laughs> but yeah it, it is interesting like uh to see like how different people approach it i think it's good that you've got two the two different options because i think yeah if you are a, a singer then you've got one option which is like shut it down like <laughs> smash the song like yeah make sure that no one is going to follow you um or you do something that's a little bit more fun that's going to get people on board a little bit more and like engaged yes so i would also put yeah. like tub thumping by chumbawamba in this list oh glorious yeah, yeah. you know like there's something where you're like the crowd's going to do a lot of this yeah and i don't have to yeah yeah my um my partner takes karaoke so seriously which i love like if he's going to karaoke a few months ago he was going i was working i had a gig i was in sydney and he was going to a party that there was going to be karaoke and he sent me a video of him doing a dress rehearsal in our house (laughs) (laughs) wow one of the best things i've ever seen he just put on the tv he's like i thought you'd want to see because you won't be at the party and he was right i did want to see good good Wow. Yeah, but he'll be like, I feel like the mood's going to be this. I think I want to do this. Like we've had friends just pick like just wild songs that they're just like, I'm working on this for karaoke. I'm working towards this, <laughs> or like, which I and these like people with like high powered jobs, you know. But yeah, they're yeah. like, no, this is important for the friendship groups. Very big part of that friendship group <laughs> to have karaoke just like happening at parties. Like just sometimes like everyone's sitting around outside like afternoon barbecue vibes and there's just karaoke happening right which yeah. is um weird but quite nice yeah yeah it's yeah it's good, to, good to have a hobby it's good to have something to to focus on and put a lot of energy into <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah to each their own yeah yeah it's not exactly yeah. karaoke is not 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 a hobby for most people but yeah yeah it's um yeah you yeah gotta get your kicks where you can get them that's exactly right <laughs> it's funny, when you said that he sent you the video i thought he was like um i thought you were gonna say he was like sending it to you to get notes <laughs> <laughs> i do have a friend who's secretly working on a future karaoke thing right oh i don't think it will spoil it but he did write to me and was like hey how long do you think it would take me to be able to sing this it's like it's it's a big song. Wow. I'm sure you can imagine the song that it is. Okay. And he was like, let me send you a version of me singing it. But I, I and I don't know when he's going to do it. Okay. I hope it's when I'm there. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, just knowing, and this was like almost a year, maybe two years ago that this friend was like, I'm working on this. Oh, wow. I'm going to bust it out at a party, but it has to be right. It has to be the right time. Oh my God. I love that. I love that someone's like, like, one of the many things I love about my friendship group is just that people are like, like a secret performance. Like at the wedding where there was karaoke, yeah. two friends DJed 
and they're both like um, they're both amazing they have great taste yeah. but then one of them just started baton twirling to Taylor Swift and just no one knew she had this in her pocket wow. and it was just like what like it's just a chaotic friendship where people are like you know just come up with like cute little like bizarre like surprises or things and just be like and it's never performative or like you know uh, please applaud my my performance and my work it's yeah. just like lol what do you think <laughs> what about this is this dumb and it is and it's so nice wow that's the most yeah. theatrical thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was it was pretty specky. Wow. Okay. It was Incredible. great. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, song ten is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you went for "I Know a Place" by Moon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I've heard of places. That'll do. <laughs> uh, I know a place. Next. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is another big one from um warm up at Harry Potter. Okay. So um. The theatre that we did in is uh, is called the Princess Theatre in Melbourne. It is a beautiful, beautiful old theatre. I think it's the oldest theatre in Melbourne. Um, and at warm up, I'm a creature of habit, so I would always be front, very front row, left side on the stage. We warm up on the stage because we don't have a rehearsal room, mm-hmm. and the set is beautiful. It's like these wooden floors, and you're looking at it's like a fourteen hundred seat theatre, and these beautiful seats and these balconies, and the whole theatre is empty. And we would just do this warm up. And it was like just a very joyful kind of like big dancey warm up that everyone would do together and everyone really liked it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're doing a show like that, eight shows a week for multiple years, um, the mood can be not always the most buoyant. And sure. sometimes someone will be like, can we just do that? Can we do that one? Can we do like the, the gallopy one? And so they would chuck this on and, um, and it would just like lift. Like people would just be like, okay, like we're all right. Oh, we right. called it the Sunshine Arms Dance, I think. That's what it had in it. Right, okay. Um, and I loved it. And I also loved it because, you know, I put myself in that front left spot where I could not really see anybody behind me so that I could just be, like, just here in my own zone, just, like, dancing it out. And, like, I did ballet from when I was about five until I until I finished uni, so until I was about maybe 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, gone back into it every now and then. Um, a few years ago, I was horribly depressed and I was like, what am I to do? And I was like, I know, an adult ballet class, <laughs> the antidepressant of the arts. Yes. And it just, I was like, oh, this is so nice. Like, I'm not very good at meditating or mindfulness. Um, I don't know if that's a big surprise, but I just was like, this is a place where I can just like be quiet and just like be in my own body. And I know exactly what I'm working on. And I'm like, lift your arm, turn your head, breathe, release. And like, it just made such a difference to me. And this dance, what was so fun about it is that you could sort of like make it your own. Mm. And so some days I would just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go full ballet and like in ways that I haven't for years. Right. And, um, and look at this beautiful theater that I get to work in with all these like amazing people and Mm. just really nice. So that's what it reminds me of the stage of the old princess. Oh, beautiful. Mm. It's nice to be able to take stock in a moment like that, where, you know, as you say, I get cute. I would imagine that could get quite grueling, even if it's something that you think is like, like a dream job, and you know, like something yeah. you've worked towards, and like there's a lot of beauty. Sometimes in that it's well. worse because of that, where right. you're like, no, shut up, you have to be grateful. Right. Whereas, like, yeah, sometimes people will be like, how is it? And they'll be like, you must love it every day. And I'd be like, do you love your job every day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, but like, I, I yeah. I, I really like that, and that's, that's that's one of the things I really like about this category is 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 those sort of anchor points and 
having something to reflect on and, and look back on is like you know taking stock in a moment is a really really beautiful thing and being able to appreciate where you are and what you're doing in that moment and um i think that's i think that for me is is what happiness is that that's that for me is pure bliss is being consciously satisfied in a moment like knowing that you're content um yeah that, yeah that's that's the most beautiful thing for me so i agree yeah okay great choice uh love that great <laughs> all right song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so you went for radar detector by darwin dees yes my siblings okay this is just like this is a tune for us. The other song that's our tune is um, Nosebleed Section by the Hilltop Hoods, but okay. I don't want to have too much Aussie hip-hop in here, and we are getting to some. So, okay, sure. Um, yeah, I just, this song, it's a bop. If this comes on at a party, my siblings and I, we have to dance. We have to jump for the entire song. Right. When it gets to the lyric, you and I go shopping and fall asleep inside a mattress store, we all have to lie down on the floor. Okay. It's a, it is the most microcosm of the experience of watching people do cha-cha slide because it is just <laughs> five Cosgriffs suddenly like engaged in a bizarre ritual. <laughs> they all lie down at one moment, they all stand up and they jump and they like, we just copy each other. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just very hypey. And, um, right. and, and it sort of became a song that we all loved in a time where we had really started to spread out geographically as well. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so like it would be on on a dance floor and we'd be like FaceTiming the others in whatever country they were in and it was really nice. There was also a period of years where I could not listen to it when like my sister was living in Montreal and my little brother was in South America and London and um, I like I was just like, no, actually just actually too sad. Like someone would put it on at a party and my partner would be like, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> give it. Okay. Um, yeah, so it just like, it just, it, I don't know. It sounds like a, a video game sometimes too. Like it's just like sort of relentlessly perky and mm. it doesn't let up. Like it is hectic cardio if you decide you're going to jump for the whole song, which we do. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. It's a song that I'm willing to injure my knees for and there aren't many of those. <laughs> so that's Excellent. why I love it. Excellent. What What does it mean? Do you know what it means? Couldn't tell you. I've got no idea. Fair enough. Should we Google it? Have we looked it up? I haven't looked it up. Um... I did get really nervous last night that I was like, oh no, I haven't done homework on my songs and what if I get asked about like the lyrics and No, I was just curious. I because I, I this is the this is the second Darwin D song that I've had on the on the list. It's actually the second song from this album. Um the other one was um Bad Day. Oh yeah. Um and I really, really like his lyrics. I really like the the simplicity and the storytelling of it because there he he chooses very like niche specific things that are still very relatable um yeah and yeah i i really really like that um but okay so, i googled it and this is really nice okay go for it okay he says this is the songwriter darwin smith he said a radar detector is a device illegal in some provinces that alerts drivers to the presence of police radars in the vicinity this we know sure um and he says, I once fell in love with a girl who reminded me of a radar detector in the way that she constantly kept her eye out for my well-being like a loving machine. And I wrote this song about her. Oh. Which actually, as a song for me to choose about my siblings, is very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> because well that is how I've been about them my whole life. Wow. 
Oh, that's really nice. I would be obsessive. I'd be like, we all walk to the bus together. We all have to get on the bus at 3.30. Where's Chris? Is he, has someone had a snack? I was like a good older sister until I moved out of home. And then I let one of my younger sisters really take that mantle. Right. Thanks, Annie Rose. You're a legend. Um, But... (laughs) But there were years where I was like, yeah, very much radar detector so being like, where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was very bossy. I was probably in a real police kind of way. <laughs> probably not very nice. <laughs> really trying to reframe this to make it work in my favor. I was going to say, yeah. Imagine like you, you're like, oh, yeah, I was a radar detector. I was, you know, I was Yeah, I well, actually, yeah. Uh, you I ask guess... your siblings, like, oh, God, she was a bitch. All yeah. the time. <laughs> exactly like, like, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Oh god! <laughs> I'm sure your siblings wouldn't call you a bitch. Um, beautiful song though, beautiful song, and uh, yeah. all the more so for for knowing what a radar detector is. So, Thanks. lovely. Um, that, that's that's so nice. I, I I've had a couple of those recently of sort of more like, um, organic family connections through music, like something that you've all just sort of come to at the same time, and there's something that's just mm. sort of come about through it. Um. I think I just think, I think that's absolutely gorgeous. That's that concept. So, yeah, again, I'm very very yeah, happy. Nice. Lots of no. I was just thinking in my head about like all the different sibling songs. I hung out with both my sisters in Sydney a few weeks ago, and um, uh-huh. we haven't been together all three of us for ages. Oh wow! And like, there's like catch up, life, whatever. How are you? How's this? How's your baby? How's your husband? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we just devolves always into a game of us being like, okay, what song's this? And playing one second and then everyone having to guess. And we just do that all the time. Nice. And we would do that first with all of us. One of my sisters is incredibly good at it. And then the uh, then the uh, the two of them, because they're closer in age than me and they like shared a room for ages. They just would do it with just specific like emo and punk bands of the like early to mid 2000s right. that I would never know. Like, just seeing the two of them here two seconds and be like, angels and airwaves. And I'll be like, what is that? You made that up. <laughs> that's nice. There's, there's like a, a competitive shared love of music within all the sibs, which is really good. Excellent. All right, happy days. Uh, okay, song 12 is a song that motivates you. So you went for I Sing Just to Know I'm Alive by Nina Simone. Yeah, Nina Simone's the best. She's a queen. Just like incredible piano player an amazing voice and this is just like it's slap i mean it's in the title i sing just to know that i'm alive it's mm. just like it just feels good to sing right um and i love this it's just like so much fun it takes her so long to get to the chorus for ages she just keeps going ah oh, 1981 <laughs> just to be like yeah that's when we are <laughs> um just so everyone's clear yeah and um yeah it's just it's just so much fun um mm. Yeah, it's really, it's just nice to know, like, um, for me to be like, that's right, you do this because it feels good to do it. That's why you have this job is like, and even if it wasn't your job, you would still do it. You right. know, I would be like a wild karaoke enthusiast. Um, yeah, singing's good for you. Braze, Michelle Brazier used to have a bit in her show where she, I don't know if it's still in the show. I should know, I directed it. But um, where she talks about how there's, um, it's your, I think it's your vagus nerve. But it's basically a nerve that like runs like all the way down through your neck, around your throat and your heart. And it kind of like squeezes your heart when you sing. Wow. Okay. Like, like there's so many studies into kind of like what actually happens in your body when you sing and with your neural pathways and endorphins and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I just love it. Simple. I'm just like, that's, that's exactly how it feels to me. It's like, feels good to, um, to sing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is that like in terms of motivating you then? Like if if we, if we go back to say you know um, your theatre in Melbourne and and maybe getting a little bit bogged down in the I don't know the the repetitive nature of what you're doing. Is this the is this the sort of thing that would take you back to like that that you know when people are saying you should be grateful? Is this the is this yeah that, is that what would take you back kind of thing? Yeah, it absolutely is. I think it's um, it's like it obviously like small children work in coal mines. You know, like this is not a this is a very nice job to have. It's a very an incredible oh, thing yeah, to be like an artist is your real job. That's still unbelievable to me that I get to do that. Yeah. But it's also, it doesn't mean that there aren't really um, tricky things about it and ways that you have to keep finding new ways to motivate yourself and like, n- you know, new ways to fall down that you didn't know about until you fell right, down so. and you were like, I'm in this hole again. I knew there was a <laughs> hole here. I knew about the hole this time and I still can't get out of the hole. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine said a really beautiful thing a while ago that I can't stop thinking about where she's like, you have to have the thinnest skin in the world to do this job, whether you're, you know, a writer or an actor or a singer or whatever you do to kind of be like, here's my heart. What do you, what do you think you want to share? How do you feel like yeah. that's thin skin, but then you have to have the thickest skin in the world to live with the job. Mm. And how do you like shift gears between thin skin, thick skin? Yeah. And and then also those like conundrums of like, here I am, I have this incredible job in this incredible play and I get paid every week, even in January. Like, it was amazing to me. Um, right. I just thought January was a month where no one in the world made any money. <laughs> and, um, and, and then you also are like, and you know what? I haven't seen my friends and my family and I'm injured and I'm tired and, and I don't want to do it again. And, and so anything I think that you can go back to that's like, what makes this fun for you? Like, why did you end up here in the first place? Yeah. Um, and that doesn't even have to be about like the work per se, you know, for some people it is mm-hmm. for me. I like backstage shenanigans is a big reason why I do the job. Like right. to the people that you get to hang out with all day and be really silly with. And when, um, when we were doing that show, there were, you know, periods where people were like having a hard time and it's also really hard to be, um, creative to be like making something else on the side because you don't have the time and you don't have the brain space yeah, and I sure. thought I would be able to and I was disappointed and so I did a thing where um, we started with just our dressing room dressing room 15 which was me and Manali from Ultrafine mm-hmm. and um, uh, Maddie Jones and we like just started singing in harmonies together the three of us and then we would kind of be, I'd be like and I would write these little arrangements of just like other songs just like acapella arrangements for us to like learn and sing together mm-hmm. And so we just brought in more people. And I think eventually we had like maybe eight of us and just having that to do, because that's a play, there's no singing in it. And there were a lot of singers in that show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just being like, do you want to just like sing together? <laughs> and then he, and, and it was just really, really beautiful. And we really loved it. And people mm. in the building really loved it. And even um, about, oh God, this time last year, almost um, Stephen Sondheim died. Who's like, you know, the big daddy of music theater. Yeah. And, it was also like a bit of a, just like a, you know, a tired time in the building. And I was like, I don't know if this is too nerdy. I don't know if people are going to hate it, but there's a piano in the green room, um, which is like your staff room in a theater. And I was like, mates on Sunday, let's nerd out, bring your son time. I'll play it as best I can. Let's have a little sing along. Mm. I thought maybe like four people would like come and bring me a little song between shows and that would be cute. And the whole company, like (laughs) 
oh, people sure. were like sitting like on the floor um and the whole room was full of just like nerds just singing these sondheim songs and even people that didn't know any that don't have like a music theater background just came to like sit wow in this room yeah so you know i sing just to know that i'm alive like it's just yeah it's really good for you it's a good thing to do together yeah yeah that was something that i found really um like i i was so caught up in michelle's enthusiasm for community singing when she was on the show um like folk music and and singing together and, and being a part of something um and yeah like it's obviously like it's it's been difficult to do since because you know we had um you know a, a pandemic and uh, i've uh, since become a father so um i don't have the opportunity to just go out to irish pubs and sing along with people as much as maybe i would like but but yeah, there there is something that I I'm very much drawn to about that 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 sense of community and being together in song it is really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All right, excellent. Song thirteen then is a song that someone introduced you to. So you went for "Holding Hands" by the Magic Lantern. Yeah, there's um uh this writer photographer artist person that i'm obsessed with in melbourne named sarah walker mm-hmm. and um i've followed um her work for years and years and every year and oh my gosh it's nearly time it's so exciting every year at um at new year's she does a wrap-up of her whole year and it's beautifully written it's just like you know things that happen in her year a breakdown of kind of everything that happened and um with her photos usually accompanying it and uh, one year she kind of had a, a video that was sort of like just little moments from her whole year. And this was the song underscoring it. And I was right. like, what is this? I just, it blew my mind. Yeah. It's just beautiful. His voice is so like, it just hits me in my feelings. Yeah. And it has this kind of gorgeous brass arrangement underneath it. And it's like quite sparse in places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I listened to a lot of the Magic Lantern um, in the old lockdown just for like, to try and calm down at night, right. <laughs> mostly, sure. to put it specifically. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's a gorgeous song. Yeah. I I think this is one of one of my favourite songs um, from from doing the show, um, like, oh, that's particularly so nice. recently. I, there, there are certain songs that, like, in the, my, my song to relax to is a um, Above My Bicycle Club song, um, I don't know if you listen to much of them or have heard of them. Yes, I love Bombay Bison Club. Right. So uh Lights Out Words Gone is the is the yep. song. And when I listen to that song, I can feel any tightness that I have in my chest lift. Like there's a physical feeling that comes with listening to that song. And it's it's almost unique to that song. Um until I heard this. Uh I truly, truly beautiful song. I I I, I cannot express how how much i'm in love with this like it it's yeah it's it's just it's just gorgeous it completely takes you away there are there are songs that you can like get caught up in or will also like you know we talk about relaxing music it sort of like washes over you or sort of you know you can sort of drift off in this i, I don't know what it is about that it's the brass arrangement that's just like it just it, yeah. it's stunning 
Absolutely but it stunning. also it kicks into that groove. Yeah. So you get that first. I'm searching. Ba da 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 ba da ba da. Yeah. Um, some down, da da da, and it just sits. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I'm so glad that you felt like that because that's exactly how it feels to me. It's just like, it's like yeah. an exhale. You know? Yeah. It's perfect. And it's it's the exhales on that on that that some like some like that moment is when it just like, oh okay, I can I can relax now. Everything's fine. Everything like maybe things aren't so crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the next lyric is when all this is washed away, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing. So yes, for uh, if I was to recommend any song from from this list, any any song of maybe the previous twenty lists, it would probably be this song. Um, <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Big big fan. Um. All right. Song fourteen is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you went for "Kick Push" by Lupe Fiasco. I did. I secretly have a special place in my heart for hip hop. Okay. Um, it's not secret on purpose. It's just people don't probably don't might not expect that about me. But um, sure. I love this song. There was a song I wanted to put in here that I could not put because it is wildly problematic. Okay. Um, and absolutely filthy. I okay. played it to my partner. I was like, Matt, I love this song, but I can't put this in. He was horrified. He's like, I've never heard this song before. What do you mean? Why do you know all these words? Why do you know words so deep into the song? Okay. That song is called Fig Jam by Butterfingers. Okay. And I apologize for liking it. I guess I was like in my early 20s, I was trying to be an edgelord. But in the same category is Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. I love it because I think what hip hop does so well so much of the time is like, it just tells you a story, mm. you know? And this is just like about like having a love of skating and just two people who both love skating falling in love and just like trying to find a place in the world where they can like do the thing that they love mm. and um yeah i just love i love lupe i love that it feels like sometimes almost like spoken word and i love that there's like little jokes in it you know like there's a little bit where he talks about um uh the first time that he um trips on his skateboard and he chips his tooth and he's like for a week he had to talk with a lisp like mm. this and it's just like just those little nudges like anywhere people can fit like story or comedy into like a pop song i yeah. um i love that yeah so yeah this slaps I, i'm just such a massive fan <laughs> <laughs> this is nice i'm gonna have to try and fig jam by butterfingers that's gonna be okay but the... yes yeah, but also i'm so sorry okay <laughs> The first thing I Google is we're finished here. Um, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a really fun song. I like. I I think I like it for all the reasons you described. I think that there it's it's very it's very charming, which is yeah probably a very white word to apply to um, hip hop. But um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's just something about like very like just very likable about about the character and the the. Um, uh, yeah, just the, the 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 story that's being told. Um, it's really it's really beautiful. It's really nice, and it's like it. Yeah, it's it's funny and it's cool and all that good stuff as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think I've anything to add that you haven't said already. To be honest, but no, yeah, it's a fun I just like yeah, I like it when pop songs have stories in them. I think yeah. that's a really big thing for me. I've not really thought about that before, but yeah, 
after I played Matt, I was like, it's going to be kick push. And then I was like, but it should be fig jam, but it cannot be fig jam. And Matt was just like, I can't believe you. What do you mean? And then I was like, yeah, I have a secret. And I was like, I love Aussie hip hop. And he was like, what do you mean? Not that Lupe's Australian, but then I also played him um, the waitress song by Seth Sentry. And it's just, Matt's like, what, who are you? (laughs) Like, I don't know. There's just something nice to me about just people being like, the waitress song is just about a guy that goes to this terrible cafe because he has a crush on the waitress. Right. That's good. It's just really, I don't know. But it's, yeah, I think the the appeal is like story and relatability and sort of jokes. Yeah, absolutely. And what is fake jam by Butterfingers about? Um, (laughs) Self-esteem. That's a lie. (laughs) Self-esteem. Well, do you know what the acronym Fig Jam stands for? No, should I? It stands for Fuck I'm Good, Just Ask Me. Okay. I don't know if it's in common usage or if Butterfingers came. I don't know. Right. Um, But it is... Yeah, it's not it's not okay that I like this. I'm not proud. It's a deep... I love that I was like, I'm not going to put that. It's not okay. Right. But I've managed to talk excessively about it anyway. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, there's just something about it being so filthy and so like... That I think I just really like being like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like when anybody thinks about me. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I do ballet, but also I disrespect women. I don't know. <laughs> it's very, really bad. <laughs> This is a time I'm of my complex. life. I was just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wildly problematic. Excellent. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, send me a message when you've heard it, and I'll send you a formal I'm, apology. I'm, I'm reading form. the lyrics now. Um, yeah. Various. But also, like, Reference it appeals to my. Yes, it does. <laughs> and um, uh, Fra- and Franenberger. I think there's something about KFC in there. I mean, not that's Australian, but partially does feel criticized yeah i gotta lay low like a bilby shit man people want to kill me like there's just it's also like as a songwriter as someone who loves lyrics there's a lot of like great internal rhymes in there like the rhyme scheme for me like i'm also looking at it in a very nerdy way yeah but it is bigger than a wigwam you can see my pp three feet above a teepee yeah it's not it's not good (laughs) don't mind that (laughs) not not a big fan of the lyric above that, which I'm not going to write it, uh, read out. No, don't. You simply mustn't. <laughs> Real bad. I told you. But but in terms of structure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, look, I'll leave the option open for you if um, between now and releasing the, the, uh, the no, episode. No, absolutely not. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> no I might way. just do it anyway. I might just be like, uh, here's, <laughs> here's the song that, uh, that Jillian picked. And I honestly, I wasn't comfortable. Um, yeah, but she, it was really important to her. She insisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She talked about it a lot. A lot. <laughs> I had to edit a lot of stuff. I, God, I was. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the episode's an hour and a half, but like, it was two and a half. It was three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is how I get cancelled. This is going to happen. Yeah. All right. Song 15 is a song that you think everyone should listen to. So you went for This Year by Mountain Goats. This was such a hard category. <laughs> it was so hard. Right. Is it hard for everyone? I think it's hard for people who overthink it. <laughs> I can't imagine what you're suggesting. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, yeah, look, 
the idea is basically a song that you want people you want to introduce people to that you think you know this is a good song that i like that i want to pass on to the world and yeah well i absolutely overthought it and i was like wait i have the ear of the entire world <laughs> that's how yeah. can i improve things i've heard that everyone? before yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like, mean god there's a I lot of admin people... to this show just like <laughs> after every episode i have to contact everyone the mailing list is eight billion emails yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. um okay well i definitely overthought it and then when i was looking at it today i was like oh how did i get here but let's do it <laughs> right i do love the mountain goats um i am um, yeah t- i'm gonna tell this story when i was at um when i was at uni there was a guy in my year um uh who i th- i think had a crush on me he worked at donut king he used to bring me donuts for free and um that was nice Absolutely it was a good era for me yeah and he made me a mix cd and it because this is what you did in the early 2000s and it just had Mountain Goats, The Weaker Thans, and Interpol on it. Okay. Um, and uh, his name was Robert, and we called it the Weird Robert CD. And it's another CD that all my siblings have. And sometimes we hear a song and be like, I heard that song from the Weird Robert CD today. <laughs> Which is not kind of us, but he was a, you know, a unique individual. Sure. Um, and this was on there. And this made me like, a lot of the album, I was like, what am- what's happening here? Like, and also like those choices for like a mix CD for someone you have a crush on, mm. are just hilarious to me. It's a bit like a cat bringing you a dead bird being like, <laughs> you. Um, sure. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, but this song, I was like, okay, all right, we're in. I just, I just love it. And I do kind of love it, particularly the chorus for the last few years of just being able to like, I'll put this on in days where I'll be like, I simply cannot anymore. Mm. And just this being like, the the chorus is, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. Yeah. Um, and it it vibes. It feels like a song where you're like, you know, like you're pushing a car to like jumpstart it is kind of the feeling to me. It's just like, it's going to be okay. We just have to like believe that it's going to be okay. So right. let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it, but I definitely did overthink this in terms <laughs> of being like, and when I looked at the playlist last night, I was like, I've picked some songs in here that I like, I don't I was like I can't believe I don't have any like Ben Folds or any Josh Pike or any like things that I listen to all the time for years and years right. where I've gone deep on the back catalogue of all of these artists. Yeah. And then these are kind of instead little moments. Mm. Um I suppose the list is exemplary and not exhaustive and that's how I'll comfort myself. But um because <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. I'm not upset. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a song that everyone should listen to right. only because it's just like, again, it's like another fun story song. Like there's so much fun stuff happening in the verses with kind of like characters and stories. Yeah. And then the chorus is just like, it's a good message. It's like, we're going to get through. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We just got to keep going. Yeah. Feels absolutely. nice. Look, I, I've, I've had people um, uh, tell me, you know, that they've overthought the list before. I've never had someone like, actively pick it apart during the podcast recording. That's, that's Welcome to my whole life. It's exhausting. <laughs> oh dear. I, I love this song. Um it's the again it's this, it's the second time that this this song's been on um been on a list. Um Oh who else? Uh a friend of mine, uh Mac, the Macaroni Prince. Shout out the Macaroni Prince. Um I think it was yeah. the song that motivates him. Um but yeah, it was it was the same sort of uh, feeling behind it. It was the it was that I'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me. Um, but 
something I really, really enjoyed, and I think they've had a little bit of a, I think they had a little bit of a moment with this song during uh, the pandemic, during lockdown, um, because I think a lot of people started connecting with that with that mindset mm. and this and this tune. Um, they were on tour recently in the UK, and I've seen a couple of videos of them singing this song, and the the outpouring of catharsis in the rooms where they're playing this song is genuinely moving it is incredible to watch the number of people screaming that lyric um and i think like i think they know it as well like they're fully on board they're really going for it on stage as well but the number of people who are just like i I think there's a feeling now of people who are like i did i made it through that year you know i made it through that time and and um yeah, it's it's a really really beautiful thing to watch. I would like if if I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I just saw it on people's social media. But would thoroughly recommend you check it out because it's it's as I say, it's very moving. Yeah, heaven, I love that. Mm. All right, um, that's a lovely note to end on. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you have anything you want to um, plug or, or promote while I have you at all. Oh yeah, uh, when's this going to come out? Um, late January, I think. Oh, great. Then I'm doing um, uh, a new show at Melbourne Comedy Festival, which is called Actually Good. Okay. <laughs> the, the inflection is very important. <laughs> actually, comma, good. Not okay. actually good. You have to name the show so far in advance. I can't stress enough. <laughs> anyway, but it's going to be a really fun show. And it's about um, it's about things that people like. I think it's just going to be like a really, um, a really nice fun show. I haven't done a solo show for like nearly five years. So hmm. I'm really pumped. Yeah, okay. Melbourne International Comedy Festival, March, April. Perfect. Oh, well, thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. And that is it for episode 50 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. I know I said it at the start, and Gillian just said it at the end of the episode there, but if you are in a position to go and uh, check out Gillian at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, please, please go and do so. Uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal show. Um, I think she's amazing. Uh, if you're not in a position to do that geographically then there are loads of other ways you can support her the links are in the description so go and follow on the socials and if you can buy some of her work on Bandcamp go and do that, that would be great uh, if you want to support this show first of all, it's 50 episodes uh, I really didn't anticipate doing 50 episodes of this show when I started off so I am a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of uh, support and love that I've received and uh, just want to thank everyone for listening if you do want to keep the show going and you want to support it financially we have a coffee link set up there's no monthly obligation if you've just liked an episode or have liked many episodes you can throw a couple of quid to say thank you uh, if you're not in a position to do that financially absolutely fine please do support us in all the other ways leave a review tell your friends share it on your story if you enjoy an episode please tell people about it and uh, and spread the word that would be much appreciated i will be back next week for episode 51 so in the meantime look after yourselves and we'll speak to them.